0: um hello and welcome to episode four of the will and friends podcast welcome back to those that have listened to the first couple and welcome to any new people we've got a pretty cool episode we have vino in welcome mate how you been i'm good mate thank you thanks for having me on mate appreciate you making the time now for those that don't know vino he is technically my boss up in sydney (laughs) um we've been working together and i was going to say congrats on it because It's the first year running up in Sydney for us. Um, So for myself, I'm obviously from Adelaide originally, was running in the Boer Adelaide office and Vino was playing a massive role down in the Boer Melbourne office. We guys culminated together at the start of this year. Um, Yeah, started this year, I was thinking it was 2023 already. So the last day of 2022. Um, So the start of this year, we culminated up in Sydney and Vino was running the show, which was cool. so firstly, I'd like to say congratulations on basically running your first office for yourself for the first year. How does it feel? Thanks, yeah, really good. It's, um, yeah, really exciting. I would say like, uh, when I had the opportunity
1: to come to Sydney, uh, yeah, it was, it was absolutely amazing to take on a, a big role. I would say to step in the shoes of, um, Daryl who I've watched and, and, and learned from, uh, for the last what five, six years, mm-hmm. it's been great, lots of challenges along the way. So lots of learning as well, lots of lessons. But yeah, uh, happy days, mate, uh, running our own, own thing
0: here. And I think we're going to have a big 2023 as well. It starts tomorrow, actually. It's going to be really it cool. does. And I'm definitely excited for it. Now, looking back on 2022, the big number that we like to talk about is the value we've provided. Now, mm. uh, if you have that off the top of your head to, to tell, I guess, the viewer, how much value as a company do we provide as Boos Sydney in 2022? Yeah, good question, man. I actually have, I'm actually in the office,
1: so I have I have the the award that we received um, literally last month or early this month. Uh, and I can see the number in front of me, it's $4.7 million uh, for the client that we represented for this year. Uh, that's, that's just crazy. with Guide Dogs. So yeah, it's been it's been amazing, great year.
0: So that's simply with Guide Dogs?
1: Uh, yeah, it's just the with...
0: recognition of the whole company. So it's a little bit, a little bit on stroke that we did yep, at the start yep. of the year. But uh, yeah, mainly Guide Dogs, I would say. That's crazy nearly five million dollars in a first year business that's pretty cool what are you what are you projecting for 2023 what do you reckon what's the goal
1: yeah so the, the goal the goal that i've set i've already done some goal setting for next year yeah we set a goal to actually try to uh double that number so 7.5 million dollars what i have perfect uh, for 2023 yeah it's close to double but i think if you can do that mate it'll be it'll be a massive year for us 100
0: 100 now I obviously know a little bit about this because I've been able to spend a lot of time with you. It's almost like we, it feels like we, we almost live together the amount of time we spend with <laughs> each other. Um, but I kind of guess to give the viewer a bit of backstory on yourself and your journey. Um, if you're gonna answer kind of a few of the questions, like how long you've been in the industry, what sort of stuff you did before. And obviously don't know if you can tell, but Vino is, Malaysian. Um, <laughs> uh, how long have you been in Australia? All these sorts of stuff, just to give a bit of backstory for the viewer.
1: Uh, yeah. So what? It's almost twenty twenty three now. So I've got I got to to Australia in May twenty sixteen. So that's what close to what six and a half years ago now. Uh, yeah. So back back home, I worked as a chartered accountant uh, for seven and a half years in total. Um, yeah. Previous position was an external auditor. Uh, that's kind of what my, my, my primary role was, uh, in the mm-hmm. accounting world. So yeah, I, I, I like to call myself the police officer, uh, in the accounting world, uh, that's kind of what I used to do. So we kind of walk into corporate companies and, and check their books of accounts and see if everything's presented true and fairly, yeah. if, everything, if everything is, uh, you know, done really well and they've done, um, good in, in terms of like, um, stuff in their accounts, we give them a big green tick and we go, Hey, Hey Mike, well done. Uh, see you guys next year. But, uh, if they were dodgy, they're trying to, you know, I don't know, cheat the shareholders or, you know, uh, mislead the, the the public or evade tax or st- stuff like that. Yeah, I, I used to kind of stand them to jail. That's kind of what my job used to be. <laughs> yeah, it's funny exactly. I say that because, like, yeah, we used to recommend to lawyers, like, you know, these people should should just go beyond bars, which is uh, pretty cool. It mm-hmm. yeah, was just me back home as, a, as an accountant. But then, yeah, as a kid, uh, I always dreamed of living overseas. Um, that's purely because of my dad, I would say. My dad always said, like, to me, my late dad, of course, I lost him many, many years ago, but he mm-hmm. always said to me, you know, when 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 for me to fulfill my potential, the best way to do it is to live overseas, you know, uh, Malaysia is known as a third world country. So we, we, we are like, uh, yeah, if you, if you go live in one of the first world countries, you probably you're probably gonna make it in your life, you know, yeah, or, or fulfill yeah. your potential. So, yeah, I always thought about leaving the UK or the US or Australia for that matter as well. But then, uh, yeah, but also as a kid, besides, you know, listening uh, to my dad, I'm. I'm also a massive Arsenal fan, as you probably already know, mate. Um, I do. I've, yeah, I've, I've, heard, heard, I've heard that podcast.
0: once or twice.
1: Yeah, I heard heard the pod, the last podcast with Dim, and uh, yeah, I, I'm very disappointed with him <laughs> so for many different things in the podcast. But yeah, being being an Arsenal fan, I, I always thought yeah, living in London will be will be the way to go for me, so I can actually go fulfill my dream to uh, yeah to to actually go go be a, the, the, the big fan that's out there who can go actually go watch them every single game. You know, uh, there that was, there's that, still a the goal actually, uh, in the future, hopefully to run, run a business in, in London and yeah, and can go live the dream that I have. That's sick.
0: That's sick. So you've been in the industry for about six and a half years now. Yeah, It would have been a little bit of a, a change going from a police officer accountant to <laughs> standing in front of stores or knocking on doors. With charities and stuff, yeah. a little, just a tiny bit different, but seems like you picked it up not too poorly. Um, but I guess you obviously spent a lot of close time with Daryl, who obviously runs Bull Group as a company um, through a lot of that development. One question I got, and this is where I'm very curious for myself, not just for the listener, but especially in the early days, you would have built a lot with Daryl. What do you think is the biggest highlight? with your time working with daryl before he incorporated running his company so when he was still going through the process of his building his team
1: oh um oh the, the, there's lots of highlights mate but 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 just to answer your question and put, uh, put into perspective a little bit i i joined the industry on the 3rd of august 2016 yep Boa incorporated their company on the 4th of july 2016 so oh so you actually yeah. i didn't even know that yeah so, which means I joined joined the company one month after Daryl actually launched his own own business, which is pretty cool.
0: That's news to me. I didn't know that. That's sick. Okay. Well, obviously, obviously, that makes that question kind of null and void in terms of before he became a business owner. But I guess in terms of the first year or so, what were some of the stuff in the early days? Because that would have been when Daryl was freshly running his first company.
1: Yeah, yeah. It's, I would say that the biggest one is to see to see a collective group of people. But when I started, the, the team was, oh, we had probably twenty-five to thirty people in the office at the time, uh, and it was a it was a was a high-performing team, like in, yeah. in 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 every different area. So with the way with the way we were generating value for our clients, it was it was it was amazing at the time. And uh, I think the biggest one of all is the feel. The feel that we had or the vibe that we had within the team, its it, it feels like a sports team trying to achieve a, a common goal together. Uh, mm-hmm. That's what got me really excited in the industry as well. So I would say that's, that would, that's probably the biggest highlight for me.
0: Yeah, just the team morale. That's definitely something that I picked up when I first got into it. Now, I say this to, maybe it's a bad thing, but I say it to every single new person I coach. It's When I first came into this industry, I thought everybody was off their head, like coked up, just cooked because they were just so positive up and about and really going for it which I now realize is just what happens when you do a little bit of goal setting and have a clear vision of what you want to get out of your life who would have thought (laughs) it's kind of funny how that works um but kind of leading into the the business aspect because you've got a lot of knowledge and obviously a lot of experience compared to a lot of people in the industry um I guess Coming out of the finance sector, working as an accountant or police officer, as you say, um, what do you think were some of the biggest lessons or skills that you're able to transfer to this industry to help you succeed? You mean from from, from the finance sector? Exactly. From oh. there, what do you think you brought? Uh, it's, it's,
1: it's, it's it's funny, like it's it's quite it's the the biggest skills I would say it's in common to what is required for us to perform at a very high level, uh, within our industry, which is mm. your work ethics and your attitude. Yeah. There's no, no different in the finance sector because yeah, I, I used to like the, the hours I used to put in, um, back home, uh, working as a, as an auditor, um, was a lot, I would say way more than what I put in now. Uh, so if you, if people always say, you know, you work extremely hard in the office or in the field or, or, or whatever, I'm like, really? it doesn't feel that way to me because back, back home as an accountant, it's, it's way more of what I've put in. Mm. Um, yeah. So I would say work ethics is the biggest one that's definitely transferable, but it's no different to sport as well. As I said, like, uh, in sport without work ethics, you, you're never going to make it. Yeah, uh, And the other one is just having a great attitude, like just having a clear mindset and a goal to be able to deliver when, when it matters the most. So in, in auditing, you have got deadlines, for every single client that you represent. Sometimes yeah. you need to represent two, three, four, five clients at the same time. So for example, you need to deliver to five clients by say the 30th of June, because it's the financial year end. Yeah. And you don't really have a choice. You have to deliver, uh, like that's that's your responsibility. Mm. So having that mindset and being quite driven and having a good attitude with that and high level of work ethics is something which I've I probably built since I was a kid. Uh, and, and yeah, the finance sector taught me that, and that's
0: definitely what I use now as well, running, running, right, ru- running, um, running the office. A hundred percent. Yeah. It's, it's one of those things is it's very simple, but it makes sense. And a lot of people kind of, it's not that they don't want to believe it, but they don't want to buy into it because it just means they've got to work a little bit harder and have a bit of a better attitude, which is all on them. It's kind of funny. Um, but it's, it's kind of interesting you say that, cause I, I remember talking to you about this. A little while back, but it's it was to do with myself and the fact that I came into this industry at the age of eighteen. I've obviously got about a year and a half experience, but I'd never had many past experiences in other industries or under other sectors like you have. That you're kind of able to learn through those corporate jobs that no matter where you are, it is about that work ethic, that attitudes, and having those sorts of skills in mind. Because I just came straight yep. from school, which if I'm being honest, you can kind of bludge your way through and just chill. Um, so, I guess it, a little bit of advice that I'd give personally to a lot of younger people coming into this industry is try and find examples outside of yourself because you're probably not going to have that many for yourself of people that have been in different industries and sectors and kind of ask them why they're here. Because, yeah. albeit, Vino could still be working in finance, making probably pretty decent pay. Probably not live in the sort of lifestyle that he wants to live. Um, yeah,
1: I, I would say like like that, that's the two biggest thing that you can control anyway, regardless of whether it's our industry or any other industry. Mm. Like your work ethics and your attitude, it's all up to you. It's a choice. Yep. It's a choice that you make every single day, you know. Uh, but the skill set, whether it's this industry or other industry, can be developed, can be learned. You know, regardless of your background or where you come from. Mm. Uh, but yeah, so so if you make the right choice to have to have the right level of um, like. The, I would say the speed of working and having the right mindset towards achieving something, yeah, you, more, more often than not, you're probably going to make it.
0: Yeah. You know, whatever yeah. your goals are. Yeah. It's, it's funny enough, I was talking about um, how I ran the solo episode, not to go on too much of a tangent, but yeah, it, for me, when you're in control of your work ethic and attitude, it's not a matter of if you're going to be successful, it's just going to be when. It takes yeah. away the if. that sort of kind of is for me. But kind of transitioning that You obviously say you're working a little less or working a little easier now than you were as an auditor, but compared to a lot of people I see, you're still putting in a lot more hours. So kind of transitioning to the next question is what excites you the most about your work in this industry that makes you want to put in that effort? What excites you the most?
1: Yeah, I, I actually feel like I'm investing,
0: mate. like I'm investing all the time now. To, to, to
1: gain back time in the future. That's kind of what mm-hmm. this is all about. That's what running a business is all about as well. It's, it's about it's about investing and giving everything you can right now so you can gain whatever you want in the future. So all the time and effort I put in right now, yeah, it's it's, it's required to be a high performer within our industry and me and you know that for a fact. I think mm-hmm. most listeners who, who are part of our industry will definitely know that as well. But uh, I know for a fact as well, like uh, with me doing all that now in the future with all the time that I can gain back uh, yeah, for me to use, whether it's for myself or my family or travel or wh- whatever it may be, or even, you know, maybe traveling to London, for example, to go watch a couple of Arsenal games over the weekend mm. or something like that, you know, which would be quite fun. Yeah, but yeah. to do all that, I need to be in a position of privilege and in the position of privilege of time, I would say. So, yeah. uh, and we all know like you, there's no gain without sacrifice. So I'm sacrificing time now or investing time now to be able to get it back in the future. That's kind of what excites me the most, I would say. Yeah. I, yeah. I'm still still very young, mate. thirty. Thirty-eight years old uh, in five days' time. So, yeah, thirty-eight years young. So I still got the energy to 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 be able to to, to perform it at at that level.
0: I would say crazy. So why not? You and LeBron are like six days apart. <laughs> yeah, mate. He's, yeah. Just, he's just he's just just your older brother, but it's about six days. That's <laughs> sick. Both very successful. I've heard. I've heard. Both are very successful. Um, But I guess the the second part of that is you can obviously be investing a lot of time in a lot lot of different areas. Why this industry for you? Why this industry?
1: Oh, um, I, I've, I've actually asked this question to myself a few times over the many uh, over the last few years. Um, mm. You know, when you put when you put all the energy and effort into it, you 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 you're always in at the back of your mind. You you go like, okay, cool. Is this something that I really want to do? You know, for the rest of my life. You know, but the, the answer has always been yes. Uh, only because, like, if you think. Like if you think of any industry you work with, there's there's two things that, that I think most people want to get out of their work. Yeah. Mm-hmm. One is being super productive. And the other one is having the right people around you to be able to work together with you to achieve something, right? Mm-hmm. It's kind of what, it can be any industry. In accounting was the same thing. Yeah. But if you think of the, I don't know, you I know you were an engineer, mate, but if, if you, let's say if you're still an engineer, engineer right, right now. Yeah. Yeah. You will definitely want to be productive within your industry whether whatever your task is on a day to day basis at the same time you want to have the right people around you right yeah uh, that's what our industry is all about yeah I, I call it the two piece is being productive and having the right people there's a two piece in our industry if you get those two things right yeah you you will go build something massive the likes like what Daryl has done uh, over over the last many many years we've got an org of you know over sixty people now uh, in a, in a couple of cities which is great. But trust me, there's the two things that Daryl works on every single day. It's kind of what um, I saw in him when, when I started. So I thought to myself, if I can be productive, which is the person I am anyway, I love being productive. I, I hate not being productive. I just don't know how not to be. So that's just me. But also, I love people. I'm just a people person. It's kind of what my mom always tells me. Yeah. So I'm like, so I have those two things, and I work on those two things every single day. Yeah, it's it's a no-brainer to be honest.
0: Yeah. Well, when you put it that simply, it, it makes a lot of sense and I won't lie, I feel like we might have the same gene of wanting to always be productive. I struggle to go on holiday, it's, it's, it's <laughs> hilarious, yeah, I've just been, um, I was a bit hanging out with friends and family over this time but I'm still writing podcasts and still reading my new Kindle, so good, I'm loving it and I'm reading the book that you recommended to me and I'm forgetting the title. Um oh, Is it the the attributes? No, the other one. The other one. Oh, the pursuit of excellence. Yes, the pursuit of excellence. Um yeah. halfway through that book, which is cool. Um a lot of notes taken out of that. And I definitely mm. reckon I could great. run some topics off it. Yeah, great great read, mate. You are listening to the audiobook, yeah. No no no. I've got I've got a Kindle so that uh oh, okay. like a little tablet which you can read on and take Yeah, me. yeah. That's cool. Was they recommended to me by great. Greg Ward. Uh yeah, great read. I've got a copy for myself as well. Yeah. So for those listening, read that book. It is very good. Um, But moving on, uh, that was a very good answer. Um, This to me is really important, especially for newer people to hear from those that are experienced. I guess, obviously, you always kind of make the joke that you picked up this industry pretty slow. The fact that it was on commission kind of helped you, I think, um, stay in the industry because... Yeah, you could stay around forever because they weren't having to pay you if you didn't sell, which was nice for them. Um, But I guess, what do you think for yourself was one of the biggest lessons you learnt over the first year or so that you were in the industry? Whether it be, for some people, it was kind of like a light bulb moment, that stuff kind of clicks, or is it something you kind of actually finally embrace? Like, for me, and I coach a lot of people, believing in law of averages or LOA, it it really takes them experiencing it to actually believe in it, um, yeah but I guess for yourself, what do you think was one of the biggest lessons that you learned early on that helped you?
1: uh oh,
0: there's a few mate i, I wish I wish
1: like like there was actually a joke like i I took a long time to learn sales uh it is the truth <laughs> <laughs> it took me a while mate to actually to actually get into it like but but I, I I like the challenge i like I like the fact that it was challenging and 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 I know i I've, I've been here for six and a half years, so I was in the field yesterday as well. It, mm. it was challenging yesterday, we had a great day, but the challenge is always there and it, it doesn't change. But I, I think the biggest the, the, the biggest joy from the challenge is your, your scoreboard resets every single day to zero, regardless mm. of how you've done the day before or the week before. Your scoreboard next, week's, next week turns to a zero again, right? So which means it gives you a chance to go build on what you've done from last week or to reset if you had a challenging week in the first place. Yeah. So that's kind of what I enjoyed the most with the challenge when I started, but eventually when I got it, like, um, yeah, it was, there was no turning back for me, but biggest lesson, um, oh, there's, there's so many, mate. but if I, <laughs> if I had to pick one, I can just think of uh, the advice, which Dylan, um, Dylan Ganane, who runs his own company within the industry as well, uh, DMG, he, he gave me an advice. This was maybe in my first few weeks in the industry. Mm. Uh, he ran my first road trip. And I, the big, the best thing he said to me was um, run your own race, uh, mm. which I think is the biggest lesson which I followed till today because like whether it's this industry or not, everyone takes different time or different different durations to go achieve whatever they want. Yeah. So it's taken me six and a half years uh, for me to be able to be where I am today, to run my own office, which is a great privilege and, and an opportunity to go build something that I want in the future. But I don't know, some people take one or two years to do it, you know, no different to sales. It took me six weeks to, to pick it up and be really, really good. These days, the guys take six days to pick it up and mm-hmm. to become really good as well. Right? So I think running your own race, the biggest lesson that I've learned, uh, which I've, I've used till today. So it's just a reminder in my head all the time. I'm just running my own race. Uh, that I, I would also say that's the best part of this industry as well. Like, I don't know, like I, you, you've now worked in other industries, mate, like in accounting, for example, right? If you want to, if you want to move up the ladder and you want to progress, right? It's sad to say that there will be some other people who will probably leave that company or the industry or have to step down for you to actually move up. Uh, yeah. It happens in so many different industries because yeah. the competition is there. Like you have to compete against your peers or people who are coming or new people who are coming into the industry to be able to to be successful. If you want to call it that way, right? Yeah. Uh, this industry it's pretty cool because your only comp- competition is you. Yeah. But having said that, competing against yourself is the hardest competition ever because we are all always in our own head. That's the yeah. hardest person to go to battle against. Right. So, yeah. So that's why reminding myself I'm running my own race all the time just helps. And uh, yeah, I've learned that six and a half years ago, but it's still, re- like, I still get reminded till today is kind of what I'm doing, you know, but I don't think that will ever end man, because the competition never stops because the day, the day the competition stops, I'll, I will feel like I've, I've made it. I'm successful, but mm-hmm. then that's a the exception because I'll want more after right? It's going kind to of work, I think every high performer does as well.
0: Exactly. It's, it's always a journey. You never yep. reach the final destination, which is, to me, is the best part about it. Like You're just constantly improving, getting that 1% better. and It's definitely something that I feel like a lot of new people struggle with. I certainly struggle with it in terms of just being out of run my own race. And it's, it's funny, I was talking, running some networking stuff with Amelia, a girl on my team this morning, um, and I was talking about the exact same thing because I'm still working on it still working on making sure that i'm not comparing myself to any outside people just comparing myself to my past self and making sure that that's getting better but it's it's certainly a challenge but it's a worthwhile one to focus on i definitely recommend that um but moving on to a bit more i guess juicy stuff um (laughs) for yourself obviously you've been in the industry for six and a half years i'm guessing your motivations and goals would have changed a lot over that period. Um, and obviously moving forward, it'll definitely change again. But I guess whether you want to comment more on your early journey or where you're at now, I'd ask like, what sort of motivates you to be successful? What are the goals for yourself? And I guess if you want to talk about it, how have they changed over your time in the industry?
1: um yeah it's, it's evolved a lot for sure like when, when i when i started six and a half years ago my, my, my one and only goal was to get good at my day-to-day tasks, which is mm-hmm. going out there and setting the pace in sales because that's kind of what our industry is all about this that's where the foundation is and then it grew it grew to me be becoming the best version of myself every single day so i can be the best leader i can be for the people I'm i'm coaching and training so i can actually go build a, a solid foundation and a team around me. Mm-hmm. Um, that's kind of where the productivity and the people come, uh, come about. And then eventually, um, when I got really, uh, my team grew, the team size grew to, um, I don't know, say say 10 people within the team. And I was like, cool, I got a good team. Now, what else can I develop and learn to to build my, on my own skill set within the industry? And it's it's gone to things like, you know, being one of the leaders in recruitment or, or in, in, you know, training and development or public speaking or stuff like that. Hmm. Uh, but yeah, but, but right now, uh, the, the short term goal is to, to, to go incorporate my own company, to run my own business. That's kind of what I'm working towards. Yeah. So going from, from an employee to an employer, uh, just one alphabet change, but it's probably, yeah, the biggest change you can have in your life. Right. Yeah. But I would say the biggest motivation for that is, is running a business sounds really cool, uh, but I'm pretty sure it's, it's really hard to run a business and it's not, it's, it's a challenge in itself. Like I've seen people around me who run businesses. It's not, it's not a, it's not, they're not always cruising. Yeah. So it is a challenge, but it's super fun at the same time. But I, I think the biggest motivation for me to go run my own business is so I can have what I call work-life integration now. I, I used to be the the, the kid who, who, who always thought, or oh, not a kid, I would say like when I was, in my teenage years, I always thought, okay, cool. One day when I go live overseas, mm-hmm. I'll have work-life balance because mm-hmm. back in accounting, mate, there is no work-life balance. Like literally there's none. Like I, I'm in the office from seven in the morning and there, there are many, many, many days in my career I left at three the next morning. So you go back home. You serious? You, yeah. Yeah. So during deadline times, you, you like, at least for a couple of months, you, you go home at, 12, at midnight or at two in the morning and then you come back to work at seven again and you go again. That's so, crazy. So, so I've I, I done that for many years, right? And I, I'm like, okay, cool. There's no balance in this. I just got to find the balance the way that I can find. But but if I leave overseas one day, I'll probably have work-life balance. That's what I always thought. Yeah. And I was, also, I was also always told that if you go live in live in like Australia or, or the UK and stuff like that, because um, you will be brought to the journey of work-life balance. Mm-hmm. I These days, I don't think that is true. I don't think you'll ever find work-life balance because if you find if, if if you divide your work and your life to 5050, you're probably not going to be successful. that's what I would say. Okay. So the the, the the term that I use I picked up quite recently for one of the high performers in the industry is work-life integration. So mm-hmm. you integrate both together and you you, you you kind of like yeah you you choose the time you want to work, but you also choose the time that you want to go do your own own thing you know whether it's to do with your health or your family or travel or whatever. That's kind of what I'm working towards. So I think building a business is the first step towards achieving work-life integration.
0: 100%. That,
1: that, that's kind of what my motivation is behind, behind my short-term goal of running my own business, I would say.
0: Yeah. I, I, like, I like that perspective of looking at it it's work-life integration because it really really make, makes it seem that your work and your life, it, it can almost be the same thing. And that's kind of what it should be yeah. um, instead of separating. And it's kind of, I can't remember when we talked about it. Um, it was after one of the big events, but it was kind of looking at, I guess your work is instead of a Monday to Friday with two week end days, it's more of a whole seven day period where you're not working the nine to five every day, but it's making sure that it's just a constant process every day rather than work on the weekdays and, and break on the weekends. Yeah. So, so like the, the average person works say five
1: days a week, right? Yeah. Monday to Friday. And they, 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 they leave for the weekend because the weekend is when they get to relax, spend time with the family, you know, do the exercise or or, or whatever. Right. Mm. But if you do that, it's not a balance in the first place. It's five and two. Doesn't, yeah. doesn't seem like a balance to me.
0: Yeah. Very true. But
1: yeah. But if if you and, and some people say, oh, if you work seven days a week, there's no balance. Uh not really, because you're working seven days a week, but you're dividing your time equally to integrate your personal life around it. You know? Yeah. So for example, me working on a Sunday morning, uh, two hours planning my whole week saves me another twenty hours during the week anyway, which I can go use it for my personal time. Yeah. So why not spend that two hours on Sunday working? If that makes sense. Yeah. That's integration to me,
0: you know? hundred percent. And the further you go in the business space, the better you'll get at integrating it and the more balance you'll have. It's yeah. To me you'll never get to the optimal balance or or integration, but You're just always going to get closer to that and you'll have a lot more flexibility in life, which is exactly what I think is most important. Freedom equals success. That's what I say. Um, Cool. That was a very good answer. I like that a lot. Now, I think, right, when I wrote down this question, I think I know the answer. I could be wrong and I'm keen to be wrong. Vino, who do you think is your main inspiration? If you could name, it could be one person, couple people, who for yourself is it?
1: Oh, that's a tough one, mate. Um, got to be calling some people out here. Yeah, there they have to be a few. That's for sure. Like, mm-hmm. if I speak, if I'm thinking of someone who's out of this industry, it has to be my dad. Like, yeah, my dad is the biggest one for me, I would say, because uh, my dad, I lost him in, in 2007. It's a long, long time ago now. Mm-hmm. But he's my biggest inspiration only because, like, my, my dad was not educated. Oh, oh! He chose not to get educated. It's so funny. Back, back in Malaysia, like his, his, his mom could only afford. He's, he's one of thirteen siblings, right? Crazy. So yeah, quite a, quite a few. So, uh, he he went to school. Didn't really like it. But at, at the time back in Malaysia, my grandmother said to him, "Yeah, fair. If you don't want to go to school, no worries. You can just go to work, right?" So he started working when he was eight years old, like really young. Seriously. Like doing, yeah, yeah. He just followed my grandmother to places and just did some work with her. They're yeah. still working but he's, he's never gone and um, educated himself. But then being that person who's, who's got like literally no education, he went on and, and um, worked in one of the biggest telcos uh, back in Malaysia, the, the company's called Maxis. So you went to Malaysia quite recently, you've yep. probably seen Maxis everywhere. Your phone might might've had Maxis as well. It's like yeah. Optus here, same yeah. thing. So he was like one of the leading project managers for Maxis. And he's also have got me and my sister who he provided lots of education to and, and build a a family for us that's without education. Yeah. So if he, if he was educated, I can only imagine what he would have achieved. So, and I've learned a lot from him, like a lot since, since, since the day he died, of course, but, Mm -hmm. but like, he's definitely my biggest inspiration out of, out of the industry, I would say. Um, And, and mom as well Uh, within the industry has to be Daryl. I have, have to pick him. Yeah. It's funny. Like I was just saying this to some of the, some of the guys in the team quite, quite recently, like I started six and a half years ago and the person who called me on the phone to to recruit me to the team mm-hmm. was actually anna so anna uh, anna who spoke to me at the time uh and anna recruited me into the business um and i think a day later i, I came in for my first face-to-face interview mm-hmm. with darryl uh it's the first day i met him right uh and then eventually so he, he obviously started as, as my coach and, and my mentor he is he still is today and now he's he's gone we, we are kind of more, more like business partners, more than just, um, uh, um having the mentor-mentee relationship, you know, uh, but also it, it's funny to, 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 to have the privilege of being one of the guys who's going to be one of his groomsmen for his wedding next Friday. Yeah, well. that's crazy. But so if, if you roll back the year, six and a half years ago, when I sat in that, in that boardroom, in that interview, I would never have thought the guy who's sitting in front of me trying to recruit me to his company is going to change my life. and. Gonna have me as one of his best men for his wedding, which is mm. really crazy. But that's 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 kind of how how the journey has gone. So I, I would say definitely say Daryl, yes, yeah. too. Um, and I don't know if I was to to, to pick another icon, I've got so many, mate, but if I was yeah. to pick the last one, I have to say it's Arsene Wenger, uh, only because like I'm a diehard Arsenal fan, as everyone knows. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, I grew up watching Arsenal Wenger, not not only transform. The Arsenal football team uh, over over the years. He's obviously not a manager now, but he's also transformed English football um, in in one way or another. He's he's been he's he's been like a spark in the whole sport. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I always thought to myself like if if I was to ever meet Arsene Wenger one day, I I would definitely pick his brain and and ask him like how like like how did he manage to do that? That's really inspiring to me because you can not only change like your company, but you can actually also change the industry, which is the sport industry in itself, you know? Uh, so yeah, I have to say Arsene Wenger is another one for sure. Strong,
0: uh, a good top three. I'd say bit, bit, bit disappointed. I'm not in there. I think I said, um, that. <laughs> but you'll get, well. there.
1: you'll get there one day.
0: Okay. Then I'll replace Daryl. I reckon, <laughs> I reckon that that's the goal. I'm definitely not replacing your dad or Arsene Wenger. So I think Daryl the one that I've got a best chance to take off that list. <laughs> Um, I guess you're just going to have to be my groomsman for my wedding when whenever that happens. <laughs> Man, a long, I'm ready. A, lo- a long way from now, but that m- <laughs> may happen in the future, we'll see. Um, but to a maybe, very... You, maybe... you, don't, you don't stop surprising me,
1: so I wouldn't be surprised if it's going to be next year or the year after.
0: <laughs> yeah, do not say that. I'm saving up to run a business. I, I ain't saving up to, to spend it all at a wedding. I'm sorry. I'm sorry to any future partner if I have one. We'll see. <laughs> Um, but to a a very important question, I, um, I did a little bit of digging, um, as in I messaged your lovely partner, G, um, for some help on this one. Um, now I need your most honest answer to this question and, um, I'm very keen to, for the answer to be shared, but Vino, um, I know your favorite beer is a Guinness. Would that be correct to say? Correct. Yes. Yes. Um, what is your hangover cure? If you have too many guinnesses on a night out oh uh, uh, there
1: is a few, but if I if, if I was to pick one, it has to be a tub of ice cream yes I have I have heard that <laughs> um, so I wouldn't say a code it has to be a tub okay uh, because uh, yeah, I love my ice cream mate absolutely love it so it it just gives me brain freeze and yeah that's just the cure to me right
0: away so your cure when you've got a raging headache from a hangover is to eat it is it a two liter or a four liter tub are we talking
1: oh yeah it can't be four liters i can't finish that one but yeah it's definitely a two liter tub you're saying um, a two
0: liter tub of ice cream that gives you a brain freeze is your go-to cure for a hangover now is there any specific flavors you need to get uh not not really yeah if
1: i had to pick one my, my favorite flavor is strawberry cheesecake i've never seen strawberry
0: cheesecake ice cream fair enough strawberry cheesecake yeah
1: mate go try it go try it
0: it's really cool okay okay so basically i've just got to be prepared to bring you a two liter tub of ice cream after after this coming friday yeah mate 100 so so yeah. <laughs> percent. saturday morning after the wedding bring i'll bring that ice cream to you yeah, since you haven't since you haven't tried it, mate, we'll get two tubs. We can have one tub each. Yeah, I'll probably need it. I'll probably <laughs> need it. I'll I'll try my best to find the strawberry cheesecake. I don't know if I'm gonna be able to find four litres of that in Queenstown, <laughs> New Zealand, but I'll try my yeah. best for you, Vina.
1: I I'm pretty sure we can find it. Like like, like Baskin Robbins and Hagen does have them.
0: Okay. Yeah. Uh, well I I guess I'm going to Baskin Robbins on a Saturday morning to get ice cream. <laughs> sounds perfect. Um Cool. Well, that kind of transitions into a little bit more of the personal questions that I got. Um, Obviously, that was a very important answer. And I'm (laughs) keen, you were honest with me on that one. Um, But thinking to it, for yourself, and this is something I really was keen on asking, um, for yourself, are there any, I guess, secret ambitions or goals that you are wanting to achieve in life or tick off that I guess people in the industry or people close who you might not actually know about, um, Um, is there anything interesting that you're wanting to really take off in your life?
1: Uh, yeah, there, there are definitely a few, mate. Um, I, I think the one that everyone knows about is me wanting to, um, run my own, own, own company in London one day, so I can actually go go get that season ticket of, of Arsenal Football Club and I can mm-hmm. go actually watch them every single game live if if, if I wish to do so. That's yeah. kind of what I think most people know. Or if I was to think something that people don't know, it's, yeah, this one is what I wrote down in one of my, my um in, in my bucket list. Mm-hmm. Uh, quite recently, actually, if, if maybe a few months ago, I wrote this down. I actually want to run, run like a whole day course or, or, or a seminar um, okay. for my primary school or my secondary school Huh. Uh, back in Malaysia yeah uh, like I I, I I owe a lot to them for, for the education they've given me and I love my primary school my secondary school to bits yeah yeah. Um, yeah we, lots of friends obviously still from there and, and, and lots of stuff that I learned from them but I feel like the level of education. So I, I was a science student. So I've, I've learned, I've learned things like physics, chemistry, biology, and stuff like that. I don't use any of them now. Neither. <laughs> I've, learned, <laughs> yes, Neither. I've, learned, <laughs> I've learned lots of them back back in school. But I think the things that I wish they taught me when I, when I was a much younger person or when I was growing up, um, you know, um, as a kid, was things like leadership or, or management, you know, uh, or, you know, they, they teach you a lot of stuff for morals, but they don't teach leadership how to be a good leader, for example. Mm. In school, you don't teach that. So if I can go, you know, give a couple of advice to some of the kids growing up now on how to, yeah, have, have, um, have a few leadership skills they can take on and, and, and start working towards that from a very young age. Yeah, I think it's just a step towards the younger generation, you know, um, living a better life, if, if, if that makes sense. You yeah. know, that's one thing. I don't know whether a lot of people know this. I don't even know whether G knows this, but that's kind of what uh, one intention that I have. Uh, another one, mate, uh, something which I, I yeah, I hope it happens one day before I die, is to play football with Thierry Henry. Huh. That's hectic. That'd yeah, be sick. so it's going to be quite impossible to do that. Like, I, I obviously can't play in a competitive match with him. Mm-hmm. But even if I can go for a kickabout, like, you know, five a side or, or even me and him shooting towards the goal, there'll be a dream come true, man, because I grew up watching him play football. Yeah. And he's my favorite football player ever. Yeah, so... Yeah, mate, there's one thing that I would definitely want to wanna do one day. Yeah,
0: say. there's some very cool answers. That's definitely <laughs> something that, yeah, they they definitely, whether it's in Malaysia, anywhere across the world, I don't think they teach enough in terms of leadership, managing mm. people, understanding people, and being able to work yep. in teams. A lot of that sort of stuff, They, I guess they look over a bit because, I don't know, it's maybe not what they're needing in the, I guess, the system of... An accountant or or an engineer, even though you probably need to work in a decent amount of teams doing that, and you probably need yeah. good leadership. Yeah. but, but it's, it's it's it's
1: funny to think of it because that's that's probably the fundamentals that's required to be a high performer in any industry. Mm. But that's what you have to learn from within the industry in itself or within yep. your job. You know, even in uni, man, I've been I've been in, in in uni for not not uni, but but like I I went to college for like over four years. Yeah, I was taught every detail of accounting or auditing or tax or finance right but nothing on how to be a great leader or how to have a good mindset or mentality or how to set goals and stuff yeah. like that you know which is probably the most important thing within within the accounting world
0: than the accounting in itself does that make mm. sense
1: you know? yeah for sure yeah.
0: Um, definitely cool either that you want to give back to your primary school or secondary school back in malaysia that's real cool yeah I also
1: wish. I also wish some of my teachers are still there. They'll be. They'll be really nice.
0: That'd be sick. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's really cool. That's a great answer. Um, yeah, I like that a lot. Um, now, funny enough, the next question you kind of already answered it in that question. Uh, the yeah. The first part was about who your favorite Arsenal player is because I know you've kind of a little bit of a fan of Arsenal. Um, we've obviously got Thierry Henry is definitely your all-time. Um, yeah. Picking a current player, who is it? Oh, it has
1: to be Saka for me. Saka, um, yeah. Oh, oh, like, like again, I'm biased by saying that um, because, like, he he inspires me to beats now for such a young as a, at a young age. He's he's doing a lot for the football club, but also for his country as well. Mm. But I think I I, ha- I have to say Saka right now only because he's an academy kid that has come to the academy. He he was in Arsenal since he was six seven years old. And yeah, uh, just built his career from there. Watched people like Thierry Henry perform at, when he was a like a ball, ball boy or a kid who's who's sitting on the stands watching those people. And now he's there doing it himself. Yeah. So I I, I have to pick him for that reason. But mate, if I, I it's hard to pick one. I love them all. <laughs> I love them all, mate. It's really hard to pick one. That includes our third reserve player or the under eighteen players. I Love them all. Yeah, man. that's fair. Um, yeah. So I, guess- I love. Yeah. I love our under-18 players, who some of them I can't even name, more than Harry Kane. <laughs> I'll tell you that for sure.
0: <laughs> but it's funny you say that, because the second part of that question is, who's your favourite who Spurs these? player? What was I, sorry? Who's your favourite Spurs player? We need to oh. know this. Because I know I, I, you love the Spurs, I, 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 they're your second favourite team. I know we all know that. If, if I was the big one, i will pick a former Spurs
1: player. Okay his name is Saul Campbell that's because he, he played awesome for Arsenal yes <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay uh, an a Spurs player that has not played for Arsenal who is your favorite there's this
1: absolutely none mate like absolutely none <laughs> I hate them all um yeah I wouldn't I wouldn't pick any of them sorry mate can't give you no. the answer yeah
0: damn well well, mine for your your information human son is very good i think yeah he's Uh, a good footballer he's playing for the wrong club (laughs) but if he came to arsenal then you'd love him
1: oh 100 (laughs) percent You would change overnight for sure
0: (laughs) that's hilarious i i I love i love that you back your team that's that's a good trait to have it's a good trait um cool Well, coming into it the main last question in this aspect that i really wanted to ask you and it kind of plays into your goals, your motivations, everything all-encompassing. Um, it goes a bit along the lines of this, mate. If you could be remembered for one thing, Vino, what would it be? Oh.
1: Um, That's a really good question. Um, if I was to be remembered for one thing... Um, Not the easiest question. Yeah, it's a tough one, but... If I was to think of something, it's, it's probably the person who's, who's made the biggest impact in, in people's lives or mm-hmm. people's lives who are, who are, who are close to me or, uh, people around me, I would say that's what, that's what I, I would, yeah, I would, I would love for people to know me for that reason. Like it can be an impact in any area, whether it's an area in, 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 I don't know, in leadership, finance, you know, mental health, business, whatever. Yeah. What, whatever area but if I can make an impact on people's lives around me and people know me for that, that will be, that will be awesome. You know, yeah. uh, whether it's it's for mom or for G or for, or for my sister or, or for anyone else, even my, 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 two nieces who I have right now, if yeah, my, my goal is to have a positive impact on their lives, uh, you know, one day, but I know for me to give, give that and make that kind of impact that I'm, I'm thinking about or imagining right now for me to give all that I need to become more. And for me to become more, I need to do more. So that's kind of what, what motivates me and keeps me going. You know, do more, become more, you can give more. Otherwise, giving, yeah, gi- giving is a privilege. You know, you need to earn the right to have the privilege. You know, yeah. a lot of people think like they can give back, you know, whether it's opinions or advice or or, or, or different things, but they have not gone and done it themselves. So like, uh, I don't want to be that person. So if I'm going to give back to all these people and make an impact in their life and, pe- and they're going to remember, remember it for me as
0: well. Mm. Yeah, I, I just got to, it's gotta do more to be able to give back. I like it. I like it. It's kind. Of, it's kind of like how we always talk about leaving the customer better than we found it. Yeah, and kind of like we always talk about maybe global warming or all these different things about humans negatively affecting the planet. Like I was at the zoo yesterday, and all <laughs> the people were just talking about how humans are basically fucking up the planet. They're stuffing yeah. it up. They're destroying it. It's kind of like yeah. cool being those select few people that are leaving the planet. Better than they found it, mm. uh, better than when they came into it. I think that's really cool to be able to say or have a legacy that you've made that difference or made that change. Which that's, that's a very good answer. I like that a lot. Yeah, it's definitely similar what I've I've got in mind with the the difference I'm trying to make, which is cool. Um, yeah. But always finish on this one. We've had right now. We've had Ferg, Brad, and Dim provide theirs. Um, for yourself, I obviously prepped you on this, so let's hope you've got some good stuff. No, no biases to anything, but mate, for the listener, what is the favorite book, podcast and movie and why for each? Uh,
1: mate, before, before I give you those three, um, you, you just reminded me of Fergus, Brett and Dean. I just want to say well done mate, because like, I still remember you in Daryl's house. I can't remember exactly when, but this is a few months ago. In 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 his guest room, like working on trying to set up this podcast for the first time, and I actually walked into the room to take my clothes and I ask you like, hey, mate, like, what, what are you up to? And you go, oh, mate, I'm trying to build something to go run a podcast one day, you know, and 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 yeah, you've taken action and made it happen, which is great. And i I'm I'm a big fan, mate. I've uh, Will and Friends is one in my top list in my Spotify. Uh, and I've, I've listened to all three podcasts. It's, it's great to hear the likes of Fergus and, and Brad and Dim. you know, not only setting the pace in, in the field in sales, but also setting the pace in, in, uh, sharing their story and, and, you know, and their wisdom to, 100%. to people who are listening, of course. So it's, it's been great. It's a good start. I would say, um, yeah, I hope, hope this goes on, you know, hope, hopefully episode four becomes episode 4,000 one day. They'll be,
0: they'll be unbelievable. A it's a lot That's of weekly seen, episodes coming on Saturdays, but I'll make, yeah. I'll make it happen, but uh, appreciate yeah, it. I, I, I commit if it becomes to 4000 I'll listen to
1: every single one of it that's for sure
0: I'm here for I'm here for I'll keep close attention
1: Yeah so uh a book um yeah like there's there's so many that I can I can, I can think about I recommended to uh, a couple of them to you quite recently as well yeah. but if I was to pick one mate it's, it's a book that probably changed my reading habits I would say um, I I'm not I'm not a big reader or I I was not a big reader I'm still not a massive reader but I read way more than what I used to read in, in the past mm-hmm. Yeah uh, i think the big, the 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 book that i would say is shoe dog by phil knight um hmm. i'm not sure if you read that one but never heard uh, of it yeah it's 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 phil knight is the is the, is the co-founder or the founder of nike so okay. he, he yeah. wrote a book of his life story and 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 how how nike it came about mate from 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 absolutely nothing to the one of the biggest companies in the world right now and they have yeah probably the biggest brand ambassadors who represent their brand all over the world, whether it's Roger Federer, Michael Jordan, and you, you can name them all, they, they yeah, they're yeah. All, there, we all know, uh, great book because I, I love inspiration. I love a story and I also like to take lessons from, from reading something. And that book has taught me a lot of stuff. So yeah, that's definitely one thing I would recommend for anyone to read. Um, especially if, if, if you are passionate in sports or you, you will love that book, like I love sports a lot. So that book got me going. And since I read that book, I went and read lots of books from that book. So yeah, it's, uh, something I will definitely recommend podcast. Oh. Um, again, there's a lot that I listen to the one that, uh, my, my go to would be the Tim Ferriss show. Yeah. Uh, I love Tim Ferriss. He's, he's a legend, like, but he, the, the reason I like that show is because, uh, he, he does interviews with high performers within many different industries. Uh, you know, sports is a big one, but also business and and, and politics and stuff like that. Uh, but yeah, I, I've listened to, uh, him interviewing people like LeBron James. That's a great episode. Uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger. That's another good one. Um, the other one that I can think of is Hugh Jackman. Yeah, so okay. Hugh Jackman uh, was interviewed by Tim Ferris, and he was talking about stuff like you know what what it takes to be a high performer within the 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 uh, industry of of uh, of arts and 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 acting. He spoke about him, you know, what it takes for him to be actually be Wolverine. Yeah, great episode uh-huh. one, that but yeah, uh, and, and I love, I love X-Men and I love uh, uh, superheroes. So that, that really got me going as well. But Team Valley Show is correct. That's the, that's the podcast I would, I would say that is my go-to, but people should listen to as well. Yeah. Uh, and a movie, movie one is hard, right? Because I am, my favorite movie of all time is The Matrix.
0: I like it. That's my
1: favorite movie of all time. Uh, if I, I probably wouldn't recommend it to everyone because it's for a specific kind of person to actually go watch a movie like that and really enjoy yeah, yeah. it. Yeah, I would say The Dark Knight is, is, is something I can think think of. Um, But if I was to recommend something for someone, people to watch, it's probably not a movie, mate. It's actually a, a, a TV series. Okay. It's, a, it's a short TV series. Uh, you probably watched it yourself, mate, but uh, The Last Dance, uh, yeah. which is the story of Michael Jordan. Yeah, oh, yeah if... Whether someone is in, into sports or not, it doesn't really matter because that, that TV series teaches you how to be a high performer and what it, what it takes, you know. Uh, it doesn't only highlight all the positives to be a high performer, but also all the negatives as well, all the challenges that that, mm. that someone has to go through to actually become someone like Michael Jordan who went and won five NBA titles for Chicago Bulls. But that's that's one everyone should watch, I would say. Uh, yeah, so the last dance, that'll be my answers, mate.
0: Very good answers. I definitely and I, I listen to Tim Ferriss myself. He's got a lot of cool stuff. And what I like about it is you can literally go through hundreds of episodes and just pick out what works for you in that moment. There's so yeah. many different things to help or to look from. And that book, is it Shoe Dog you said? Correct. By Phil Knight. Yeah. I'm definitely going to be reading that. The story of especially guess, sports businesses and that sort of stuff, that really excites me. I'm guessing yeah. wood for a couple of the listeners. So. Came for that. I like the books and I like. Oh, I haven't. Have I watched all those movies? I have actually. Halfway through The Matrix because <laughs> Daryl references it every single time. And I'm like, I need to actually watch it so I can understand his references. Um, oh, does he? I've never, never heard him reference that one yet. Red pill, blue pill. He used it all the time. And I only until recently did not know what that meant. <laughs> so. Yeah, I'm learning. I'm learning. Um, cool. Uh, obviously, really appreciate time jumping on the podcast. was able to get a lot of cool stuff out of it. I've definitely picked up some cool things that I didn't actually know about you, even though I work with you so closely for so long. Mm-hmm. It's, it's hilarious how that works. Um, but I guess for the listener, if they have any questions, where would you suggest they reach out to you online? Is it Instagram, Telegram? What would be the avenue, do you reckon? Oh, I I think the biggest the, the easiest way to communicate these days is Instagram or Telegram. Okay. Either them both,
1: uh, is um, is at uh, my 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 first name so V E N O T H R A J V not Raj that's my yep. first name. So if they look look me up on on Instagram or Telegram. Yeah. Uh, I'm I'm more than happy to to
0: to help where I can, mate. Perfect, perfect. I'll definitely I'll chuck that in the show notes that link so people can find you. We'll yeah. see We'll see if you might get an extra one or two followers from this podcast. Um, <laughs> if you do please compensate me. Um, uh, but other than that, yeah, man, all jokes the aside I'm you with a, with, a, with a tub of strawberry cheesecake, ice cream, which I'm going to share with you anyway. That sounds like a really romantic Saturday morning. I'm so excited for it. In, yeah. In, in sunny Queensland as well. Yeah. With, fine, with the sunrise looking over the mountains, asking <laughs> oh, me fantastic. Um, yeah, all jokes aside, I know we take the piss a bit, but I really do appreciate your time and what you've been able to instill, not just for myself, but for the listener, because there's a lot of cool stuff that they can be taken out from, from you and getting from the many years of experience you've got, not just in this industry. So I do really appreciate your time and hopefully we'll get a, we'll get a second part to this discussion in the, in the near future.
1: 100 man. Thanks, thanks, thanks for having me on as well. I, I was about to say as well, like, like, uh, like being on a podcast or running a podcast is one of my goals in the future. I actually wanna wanna launch my own Arsenal podcast. It's always been my goal, uh, which I I I will do uh, in the near future for sure. So this is the first podcast I've ever been on and 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 spoken on a podcast. So
0: man, thanks for the opportunity. It's been it's been great. 100. Well, same in that. You came to my podcast. Um, I better get on that Arsenal podcast when, when you launch it, and I will be supporting Spurs. I'm sorry. <laughs> but I guess we'll, we'll leave it on that. Appreciate your time. <laughs> Have a fantastic New Year's um, to everybody listening and to Vino as well. I'll leave you to it. Catch you, Matt. Cheers, mate. Thank you.